You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Akome. So let's get started. So guys, I know investing and trading can seem really intimidating and complicated, but it doesn't have to be that way. Episode 301 guest Terry Ajoma runs one of the top investing education programs out there. It's called Trade and Travel. It's an on-demand course with really thorough lessons that explain everything. And it also features weekly coaching with Terry herself and a very active private Facebook community. How do I know? Because I'm also a trade and travel student. And trade and travel is helping me to break through the intimidation that I've always felt around stocks. So Terry teaches you the difference between long versus short selling. She teaches you everything you need to know about getting set up, where to invest, how to invest. Um, She teaches you how to trade stocks as a side hustle to earn extra income and how to set concrete goals, realistic goals, how to pace yourself. Trading is not something you need to do every day. Um, You know, Terry really shows you how to do it in a realistic side hustle way so that you're trading, but you're also, you know, having impact and making wise choices. So go ahead and learn more and sign up for the trade and travel program at sidehustlepro.co slash trade and travel. And I'll link to it in the show notes. Through trade and travel, you can learn how to trade as a side hustle and supplement your income with trading. So sign up for trade and travel at sidehustlepro.co slash trade and travel. One more time, that's sidehustlepro.co slash trade and travel. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here. And today in the guest chair, we have a podcast moguls student spotlight with Shanitria Anthony, the host of the Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. So Blunt Blowing Mama started in 2017 as a cannabis lifestyle platform that aims to normalize parents who consume cannabis by having open and honest conversations about the plant. Then in 2019, the Blunt Blowing Mama podcast was launched and it was named one of the top eight cannabis podcasts you need in your life by Forbes. In today's episode, you'll hear how Shanitria launched and scaled her podcast using the methods that I teach inside of the Podcast Moguls program. Podcast Moguls is an accelerated program for aspiring podcasters who want to turn their podcast into their side hustle. And I'll be sharing more stories of the students inside of Podcast Moguls with you throughout the next few months. In today's episode, you'll hear how Shanitria went from having an idea and at first being intimidated by the process of starting a podcast on her own to learning about the Podcast Moguls program and then making the investment in herself by joining the program to now growing her show to a top-rated weekly podcast and monetizing her show via podcast sponsorship and her own Blunt Blowing Mama merchandise line. So let's get right into it. So welcome to the guest chair, Sunitria. You have a background in journalism. You are a journalist and you have years of working for esteemed publications. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about your background. Why journalism? And, you know, what do you currently do in that field? Yeah, so um, I went to school for journalism. So I have my bachelor's and master's degree in journalism. Um, and I love it. So I there's tons of things you can do in journalism. You can be a writer. You could be a reporter. You could be an editor. You could be a producer. You could be like an on-air personality. Um, I'm more behind the scenes and I've worked for years as an editor, um, which basically means that when you read an article on a news site, it was me who made sure there was no typos, um, no grammar mistakes, that everything is factual and true, that names are spelled correctly, commas are going in the right places. And I usually craft the headlines. So if you saw read a headline um, on Facebook, Twitter, even the actual headline on the story, and you, it made you click, it made you interested enough to want to read, that's my job is to like find that, that perfect little seven words that will make someone be like, I want to read this story. Um, (laughs) So that was like my job for a really long time. And it really became like a source of stress for me. Like I love journalism so much. um, But as an editor, I quickly realized that I was often the only black person in the room, the only black woman sometimes, maybe it'd be one other person. And it was exhausting um, for me. And I didn't realize I didn't make the connection that like, 
oh, this job is stressful and the yeah. people are stressful. And I was like, and it was making me not love my job. Um, but I've been doing journalism for like 10 years. And at this point, I'm just freelancing. I might go back into a full time because I realized that like as an entrepreneur, if you do have higher education, a master's degree, um, PhD, even if you have your bachelor's, um, that is your greatest asset as far as being able to invest in yourself. If you can't get, you know, capital from investors and venture capitalists and you know, you have to utilize that degree. And so that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> you Ooh, ask for that all right that, but. <laughs> no, I mean, come, that right there is such a good point. I love that you, I don't think we think about that enough because we think about, okay, if we become an entrepreneur, then somehow we can't ever go have a job again. But like, this is literally an asset that we need to use. Like we pay for this degree. Okay, I'm going to cash in. And get some more investment, get some more capital, because at any time, like, this is something I can use. So I love that. Yes. We, we might revisit that. But um, it's funny because before I started recording, you guys, we were talking about the fact that I didn't really know that Shanisha had such a long journalism career. Like, I don't know where I was, under what rock, but it's because <laughs> I know you for Blunt Flowing Mama. That's literally what I think of, about what I think of you. And so... Now it all makes sense because we also talked about how if you follow and you should follow at Blunt Blowing Mama on Instagram, right? Her Instagram stories are so engaging. Like, and she'll have like maybe 30 dashes and you will sit through every single one because she hooks you in. That hook, like she's telling you a story. Oh my God, your storytelling skills are amazing. So is Thank that why you. you wanted to start a podcast? What led you to want to start a podcast? So <laughs> I've been like, I've worked as a journalist, like I said, for like over 10 years. Um, and I've worked at a number of esteemed publications and I have been trying to launch podcasts through those media companies I was working at. And I have to say, I probably had like three podcast ideas that I pitched Two of them, actually, we started recording um, and they were never released. Um, that was devastating. Um, as a creative, like, and you can understand when you have an idea and somebody yeah. says, yeah, let's do it. And then you start working on it and then they're like, nah, we're not going to do it anymore. Um, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts a lot. Um, and so I just kept thinking the only way I could have a podcast is if you know, one of these corporations helps me to do it, you know, because when you do a, a podcast at like, you know, a Huff Post, for instance, because Huffington Post does have podcasts, right? Um, they yep. provide you with the producer. So these are all staff. These are your coworkers, the uh, podcast editor, the producer, um, the video people, like all the parts that go into producing and putting together a podcast. I would just bring my ideas. I would bring, you know, who the guest should be. And I would, you know, script out the episode and they would do everything else. And so- yep. I got laid off from my job in 2017 in LA and I was thinking like, I really, I still kept thinking about podcasts and I was like, I, I gotta do this. But I, it felt daunting because I knew how many people go into producing the kind of podcasts that I'm used to hearing and seeing at these companies yep. that I worked at. So I was like, I can't do this shit by myself. <laughs> like, this is I can't do, I only got the ideas. I can't do yeah. the, the actual everything. Um, And so I got laid off and I started Blunt Boy and Mama, which initially was just an Instagram page just to get things going, take the domain. I, I got the URL. I did all that. I started building my website. Um, and I kept coming back to this idea of a podcast. I couldn't figure out how that would tie into Blunt Boy and Mama at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I got pregnant and then I was just like, well, I'm gonna have to wait till I have this baby because I can't. Last thing you want to do is start a new venture right. while pregnant. <laughs> Although so it can just, be done, it, it, it is can stressful. totally be done, but it is stressful. And mm -hmm. so, and I already had one kid. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to like really focus on this pregnancy and just have my ideas. So I just had so many ideas that were just like going in my head um, while I was pregnant. And when I finally gave birth to him, the, the ultimate idea that when I gave birth to my son, I gave birth to the podcast at the same time, because by the time I gave birth to him, I was like, it's Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. It's about moms. It's about normalizing cannabis. Like this is the podcast. This is what I have to do. And, yeah. and then, um, around the same time, a friend of mine, Lene, 
actually launched her podcast maybe like several months before me called the gold standard and i was just like she's doing it like she's doing it like and i need to be doing it and sometimes it's your friends that give you that little push like that that little not competition but like you know oh i see you girl okay then maybe i can do it Uh so i talked to her and i was like you know how's it going and everything she was like girl i got a coach and i was like you got a coach i was like what do you mean (laughs) what's a coach and she told me about you and she told me about your podcast and i was like i listened to this podcast i really like this podcast i didn't know she had a you know a program where you are basically helping and mentoring and guiding and coaching uh, aspiring podcasters on how to have a podcast and how to like launch it and um i was like dang, that's a great idea. And so she was like, yeah, just invest in yourself. Like, it'll be worth it. Like, you, I know you just need a little Thank help. You, and I was, <laughs> right. It was yeah, Lene. Yeah. So, um, and I, I was like, you know each other too. I forgot about that. Wow. Yes. We went to college together and we're good friends to this day. Um, yeah. so she told me about you and she was like, I thought you told me about it now. And honestly, we always send resources back and forth to each other. So mm-hmm. I honestly, may have sent her to you because I was yeah. listening. Like I said, I was listening to your podcast and I heard yeah. a little, so you do ads when you talk about your podcast, mogul programming. Podcast. Yes, and I was like, yes. okay, I need to do more. So I said to her, yeah. You yep. need to get, go ahead and start plugging them back in. But, um, <laughs> girl, it, it, it's, it works. So I, yeah. um, sent it to her. She was listening. She joined your program. She was like, Oh my gosh, like, I've been able to do all this. Like you should just do it. Um, I saw the price and I was like, Ooh, wait, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really do have to invest in myself. So I always tell people, you know, to this day, like I wouldn't have my podcast without your podcast mogul um, course and just program because it helped me so much. There were holes in what I knew how to do and things that I didn't. And so it was like, I could do this, but then I get to this point and I need help to take it a little further. And so that's where podcast moguls came in. Um, And that's how I, I mean, without you, I wouldn't launch the podcast. So I started your course and like, boom, just took off. Like I just. (laughs) that's awesome I love to hear that because I mean oh my god your content is so amazing and it's so needed as you've seen because you've built this whole tribe and you know that's what I'm here for it's like all right I know a lot of people have ideas and I know sometimes people think the podcasting thing is easier than it is because it is easy to get off the ground like it it does not have to be super complicated But the maintaining, the growth, all of that stuff. And I relate to you in that we come from a background where we were in companies that had podcasts. So we did see the teams that were behind them. I had that same thought process when I was getting ready to launch mine. I'm like, I can't launch. Like, I work at NPR. Like, what? Like, this is what goes into a podcast. Like, what? (laughs) But then you get to know other independent podcasters and you realize it was possible. Yes. Now, you, you mentioned holes. Like, what, what were some of the holes? And, you know, how did Podcast Moguls kind of help to, you know, fill in those blanks for you and help you through the process? Yeah. Um, wow. So I knew about, like... Um, like you have to have like your content buckets and you know your pillars of what your podcast will be about because then that helps you to kind of find guests so i knew like what guests i wanted i knew my pillars you know i was already working on my logo i already had my brand name i had my like my mission my tagline so i had everything to start except i didn't know like where do you host a podcast like where do you put it at what's the best place okay (laughs) you go if you google it they come out like three four different like hosts for your podcast and i'm like i just don't know and then it's like okay when i get in here what do i do how do i maintain it weekly like what am i how do i follow my numbers like where what's the best ways to promote it like i know about social media but i don't know about podcast promotion and you have like all these little tips and tricks and and and, like mini courses and things about just like linkedin and instagram and like how you should be posting across all the the content platforms which i usually don't but my first year i did (laughs) and i i i honestly um (laughs) We all fall off, but the the, the important thing, the important thing is knowing what to do and how to get that boost when you're like, okay, I'm ready to jump back in and, you know, go hard because it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, when you do anything, you can't go like hard all the time, (laughs) but it, 
you know, because you know what to do, you end up coming to a place where you are you are making sure that you promote your show. Because what what happens is if you don't do that, people just fall back to zero of not doing anything at all. And you know, we all know that you're putting all this work into your show. You you got to do what it takes to get people to listen. Also, yes, for sure. I mean, I even had this thought. I remember. I think I asked you. This is like a long time ago. I was like, "What if I post two episodes a week? Will that help me hit my numbers and hit my goals and do all that?" And then you were like, <laughs> "Yeah, but you're gonna have to maintain posting two episodes a week, and that's really strenuous. Can you do that?" And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like things like that more <laughs> will get them more listens i'm like you still got to promote it I, like people are just gonna listen to even less episodes I, you know what i yeah. mean like, so <laughs> what was your goal really with your podcast so i know you had the blunt blowing mama community on instagram now when you decided to start the podcast you talked about normalizing cannabis why this platform what was your goal in making it a podcast yeah. And I really want to say that, like, I don't think Blunt Boy Mama would be where it is without the podcast. I think that podcasts help give you a platform, especially if yes. you do have a brand mission or yep. you're looking to, like, really accomplish something. The, the podcast is what got me all these features and different publications. It's the podcast. People come to Blunt Boy Mama because they listen to the podcast. Now, people now at this point will come to the Instagram page just for the sake of Instagram content, yeah. but it's always the podcast. Um, so I, the pod, like when I started the podcast, I think I had like 3000 Instagram followers. So I was like, I'm trying to grow my Instagram and I'm trying to grow this podcast. And, um, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was tough, but my mission has always been just to normalize moms who consume cannabis, to normalize conversations about cannabis and to overall normalize parents who consume cannabis. Um, when I started Blunt Boy Mama before the podcast, I was just like, I don't see any black or brown women who are getting a lot of media attention and press for normalizing cannabis. And when you do see these news stories and you do hear about these moms, um, they're almost always white, um, almost mm -hmm. always middle age. And I'm just like, that's just not true to like my life and my story and the women that I know who whether their moms are not like black and brown women smoking weed so I'm like okay this is not <laughs> you know this is not accurate um and the women that I know who do consume they're super responsible they got good jobs they're in relationships they're taking care of themselves they're meditating they're doing yoga um so I just felt like there was so much that was missing from the perception of black and brown women who smoke weed and especially black around moms um so i was like okay i gotta make sure i can tell their stories and initially on my instagram page i was doing um call outs and i would have women send me their stories about how cannabis helped them as a mom and i would post it on my instagram feed and i would share you know the little uh like one paragraph blurb that they sent and I'll put their image and sometimes they wanted to be anonymous. And so there would be no photo. Yeah. Um, and that was a long time ago, but I started getting so many questions and I started getting like so many people wanting to share their stories. And I was just like, I can't do this all on Instagram. And that's when I was yeah. like, the podcast is where that's going to happen. Like the podcast is where I share stories. The podcast is where I will share the stories of women who are working in this industry to let women know, hey, it's an option. If you're not happy with your regular, regular nine to five, come on over to the cannabis industry. And there's a place for you there. And just letting women know, like, it's an option. You can work from home and you could be a mom. And you can still smoke weed and you can make money like it's out here. And also, if it's not for that, then it's just like, here is somebody who was a mom who's a mom she had morning sickness um you know or she has chronic pain and now she's consuming cannabis and she's saying she's a better mom and if hearing that story makes you feel less alone and makes you feel like you're not being judged and I've done my job and I really just want women to not feel alone for doing something that isn't really it's not a bad thing. Um, and so often women do, especially moms, like being a mom is alienating as hell. It's super yep. lonely. And then you add on top of it that you're probably the only person you know who's smoking weed. So now you're feeling bad. And it's like, girl, yeah. you are not alone. <laughs> we all going through the same thing. Like you choose to turn to plants and, you know, cannabis. And some people choose to turn towards other things, video games, exercise, uh, yoga, like whatever that may be. Um, but we're all going through the same stuff. Um, so it's really important to just normalize that and let people know that like women and moms who smoke weed are not like bums or lazy or like, you know, yeah. whatever. 
Yeah, what I, what I love about podcasting, you know, people will ask me like, you know, what kind of podcasts are in the program? Who's and and what can you podcast about? What can my topic be? And you can literally talk about anything. And, and I mean, obviously there there's parameters that I teach in order to flesh out a topic cuz like Sometimes you might be interested in something, but it doesn't have longevity. Like after five months of episodes, you, you're going to exhaust everything you could possibly cover. But you, you know, are one of the people that I always point to about the fact that there is community in sharing your experience, especially an experience that um, people have tried to put shame on or people feel alone in that particular experience. Like you are one of those examples of like, this is, there's a need for that because it exists. People are having the need for this experience and then they, not enough people are talking about it. And so that's one of the best kind of sweet spots in podcasting because yes, people talk about cannabis, but are they talking about black women consuming cannabis, um, black moms consuming cannabis? No. Um, so that's, that's something that is like a really strategic thing to do when you're thinking through your topic, like with side hustling. Yes, there are other podcasts about side hustling, but are we talking to black women who have scaled from side hustlers to profitable business? No. All right. Then I think there might be a need there. And then of course we, you know, we go and test out it, um, that need, but that is a sweet spot right there. So talk to us about this community you have grown. So you launched a podcast. Um, what was the response coming out the gate? Well, people were like, oh, first of all, I just thought I was going to get like hundreds of downloads like immediately. <laughs> 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 you got to work for those. You got to like pull them in like yeah, bit like by people bit. know you out there. Yes. Yeah, they have to know you exist. Um, but no. the response has been so great. I've been I've gotten so many women and parents who have been like, I found your podcast. I sent it to my friend. I sent it to my sister. I sent it to my wife. I sent it to yeah. my husband. Um, yeah. They more people need to hear this. I, oh, some of the reviews on the podcast are like, I'm so happy. I finally found like somebody who's talking about something I can relate to. I don't feel alone. I don't feel judged. I have confidence now in my consumption. I have better techniques and I feel like I've gotten advice and folks have been introduced to products and, and influencers and other people in the industry to kind of help them further their knowledge about cannabis and how it can help them in their lives. Um, so I've just gotten like, I've never gotten any hate from the podcast. Um, people have always been like, thank you so much for this. <laughs> and what were the first steps you took to get started? Like, when, did you start on your phone? Did you start with, you know, a particular mic? And what were the first steps you took to just get it off the ground? I followed your checklist because um, I needed it. I didn't know. Like I said, I didn't know everything. I knew it was like, I need a mic. Yeah. What kind of mic? I need headphones. What kind of headphones? And yeah. as I've continued on my podcast I've acquired like a lot of things I've acquired lighting I've acquired like a little stand for my mic I've like I've gotten a lot more things um but the initial things that I had was just my laptop computer I bought um a Yeti mic I got some headphones and um that was it and I was recording I didn't even have a desk set up in my bedroom until like a couple years ago you know so I was recording in my bed I was in my bed like <laughs> Those first initial episodes was in my bed. Um, I was like, and then mind you, I had a, a newborn at the time. My son was like three, four months old. He was a baby. Um, so I would have to wait until they went to bed at night and like try to record at night. Um, I was like just getting it in anytime I could. And I, you know, um, like I found my editor on Fiverr or something like that. And then I found another one and and then I was just like, it was just like, so everything just kind of slowly came together. Um, yeah. But initially I was like, I just need to do it. Like, I don't yeah. need, it doesn't need to be perfect. It only, and honestly, the first like five episodes sound horrible, but you know, I was just like, just do it, just do it. Yep. And the first episode still gets the most listens. I said, That's I was like, the crazy part. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst sounding episode. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. People still go back to that episode. I, that first one. Yep. <laughs> That first one, but you, you hit the nail on the head. Like you, it's not going to sound great when you first start, no matter, even if you have fancy equipment, it's going to take you a while to truly learn how to optimize it. So don't yes. even think that, don't let that be a barrier to starting. Just get started. Cause no matter what you start with, 
you're just going to get better as you go. The, that first episode is not going to sound as good as, you know, episode 20, 50, 100. Um, so you mm-hmm. have to just start. And I can teach you everything you need to get started and how to promote, but um, I can't teach you. Like you have to do the work. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that's yes. the part that like you you have to be here to do that work. <laughs> yes, you so. absolutely do, and um, it's humbling um, because like I'm a super perfectionist, and to have episodes that literally I I can't delete because it's like they get so many listens that yeah. sound horrible. I'm like. <gasps> People are like, oh, I'm going to start listening to your podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm going to yeah. binge it. I'm like, good. Start at like episode 50 and then continue. <laughs> but the thing about that too is it just makes you more relatable. It just makes people want to listen. They're like, oh, look, she got started. I remember the person who inspired me. I always tell her that I was so like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this was um, Sakita Holly. <laughs> she had this podcast, Hashtags and Stilettos. And I remember her first episode, she was on her earbuds, literally her iPhone earbuds like, like, yeah, I'm getting started, and uh, this is what I'm coming to you from. And I was like, Yes, I'm gonna do it, just do so, it, <laughs> just do it. It's a new season, so you know what that means. It's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally. I, for one, am challenging myself to grow my team here at Side Hustle Pro, and I will be using LinkedIn Jobs to do that. And I encourage you to do the same. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. What I love about LinkedIn Jobs is you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond. It's the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. And once you add your job, you can also add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. And it also has really simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So go ahead and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash hustle pro. That's linkedin.com slash hustle pro to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I love that sound. Oh, that sound makes me smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving side hustlers and entrepreneurs like us the resources once reserved for big business. Customize for your needs with a great-looking online store that brings your idea to life and tools to manage your day-to-day and drive sales. You know, making your e-commerce idea real opens endless possibilities, but it's a journey. And that's the beauty of side hustling and entrepreneurship. Believe me, this podcast started with a mic and a dream, and now it has grown to be so impactful and even has its own Shopify store over at sidehustleshop.co where I sell merch for this podcast. Shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs just like me from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience, and you'll have access to powerful tools to help you find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day and gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So go over to shopify.com slash hustle pro, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, go to shopify.com slash hustle pro right now. Again, that's shopify.com slash hustle pro. Let's talk about promotion. I think you're mm-hmm. so naturally good at marketing. I I don't know if you, yeah, how you feel about it. But um, so what, what were the, some of the things you did to market and promote your podcast once you had actually launched that arm of Blunt Blowing Mama? 
around the time I started the podcast or like not too long after I started it, I actually strategically took a corporate job as a like a social media manager. Um, <laughs> and I was only there for three months. It's not even on my LinkedIn. So y'all ain't gonna never know what the job was, but, um, I took this job. <laughs> I took this job because I needed money. Um, but you also could, you could tell me I afterwards. Felt, yeah. Yeah. I can tell you afterwards. Um, <laughs> I needed money, but I also was like, dang, I could take another journalism job, but I can take a journalism adjacent. Like this is still journalism because, uh, media companies also have social media teams that push out the news and their stories and their content and these people are like top tier top notch marketers they know everything about the eat breathe sleep social media they're so good at it what they do um so i was like let me get a job and like work brush shoulders with some of these people um so i got this job you know spoiler alert didn't know what i was doing because like that's not my (laughs) it's not my uh area of expertise if you got high enough Okay. I knew enough to get by. Um, and I learned a lot. I, I They gave me a notebook and I wrote down everything they told me and everything they taught me about. Uh, and they were actually doing like little um, TV series, online TV series, and they were promoting those. So it's kind of similar to kind of promoting a podcast. They had a YouTube series that they were promoting. And so it's similar to kind of promoting a podcast. So, and they, they wrote down everything and how it works. And how often you should do it and what you should do it and how long a cut should be like when you're promoting, should it be 60 seconds? Should it be 30 seconds? What happens with this? What should you do in the first 15 seconds? All, you know, pillars and the importance of filling up each pillar every day, weekly and figuring out, you know, all this stuff, calendar planning for your social content. I was like, all this goes into social media content. Um, (laughs) So I wrote it all down in my little handy dandy notebook. And when I quit, I left with my notebook And, and all this information <laughs> in my head and I applied it to my business. Um, yeah. And I, you know, sometimes you don't have to go back to school. Sometimes you just need to take a job for a few months and, <laughs> and learn listen, on the job. Listen. Learning yes. on the job is the best thing ever. I mean, so what, what were some of the things that um, were most impactful for you in as far as um, connecting your social media posts to driving listenership? Yeah. So I learned how to make memes at that job that I just mentioned. So that was like the most important. I learned a lot of things, but I've learned how to make memes. So um, I mentioned before that I have headline writing experience, which is a lot like writing a meme. Um, So for them, memes drove a lot of uh, engagement to their Instagram page in between the actual promotional posts for their um, their series. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of learned about that fluff content that you do in between your promotion so that you can bring people in but it's still kind of related to what you talk about and what your audience cares about and they would just post these memes that were so funny and people would like have like all these comments and they would get all these likes and I was like damn and so I started making the memes and they were like oh these are funny oh this is good and I was like yes 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 <laughs> um and just kind of leaning into that and um because I realized it's just like writing a headline it's just like writing an article it's just like writing a tweet only less mm-hmm. um you just have to the only thing is knowing your audience um and it took me a long time to know the blunt boy and mama audience and what was funny what was not funny what do they want to look for I followed a bunch of different accounts on Instagram to see what are people laughing at? What are people liking? What are they engaging with? And how can I mimic that for my audience and make it relate to stuff that they care about? Um, So when it came to promoting the podcast and driving listenership, it was, you know, I, I eventually, like I've, I've messed around with a lot of different things. I, I won't lie. And it probably will change in the next two years or so. Um, But it's uh, every year it's evaluating the content and figuring out like, okay, did that suck? Cause usually the most discouraging thing for me is that you post, I'll post memes and they do well. Um, and then I'll post something promoting the podcast and it'll be like, it just won't do well. Um, and I had to figure that out and that took a long time because, um, you don't want to seem like this is an obvious ad on my Instagram page, but I learned a method of like, and you know, if I post, two times a day, my 9am posts will be a meme sometimes, or, and then the, the 12 PM post will be the podcast post on my feed, or I'll flip it and see like, which way will do better. Because sometimes people will come to the page for the meme at 9am. And when the next post comes to the podcast at noon, it's going to do really well because they're already there. And sometimes yeah. if you flip it, it may work the other way. Cause maybe the first thing they see at nine on Thursday, when my podcast is out is that, and they're going to be looking forward to it. So 
it's different. I had to play around with like just looking at my analytics a lot, but also just like figuring out like, what are they, what do they want? Like, and that's why I started getting my Instagram stories super ramped up because I realized if I can get my Instagram stories engaged, this is the closest to having conversation with them. So I can really just figure out what you want. Then I can do it and give it to you. (laughs) Yes. And you mentioned a really important piece, which is of course, looking at those analytics instead of A lot of times people throw things against the wall and they're like, oh, kind of trying to summarize audience behavior, but they're not looking at the analytics. You have to see what's performing well over time, you know, not like a one off like, oh, you know, I used the trending audio and that did really well. Like, no, looking at looking at it monthly and seeing what the trends are for that month and and going from there to to inform what you're going to do the next month and what you're going to spend your time on. The testing aspect of social media never ends, you guys, um, especially as podcasters. Like, <laughs> we've all had to do so that time. Yeah. I, I would say that, you know, I started my podcast before Reels and everything. And so yes. now with Reels Same becoming here. a thing, you know, like now it's like you got to find a way to incorporate reels into your strategy and so now i'm like thinking i'm watching what other podcasters are doing i'm trying to figure it out and i'm like because reels is what instagram wants you to do and so when i do a static um you know post for my podcast it it won't it it will or it won't perform well there's no middle road it's either gonna do what it is yep but the reel (laughs) will always go right in the middle of the road or overperform and so it's like Mm -hmm. okay how can i turn my podcast into reels and so there's always going to be that strategy at the end of you always have to have strategy you always have to be looking at your numbers no matter how established you are yeah yeah (laughs) and thinking about how to adapt that content you're so right um so one of the things we talk about in the program is finding where your audience is so if your audience is on instagram then you know, you it's not like you can be like, well, I'm just going to leave Instagram now because I, I don't want to do reels. Like, no, you, you got to adapt. <laughs> if they're on TikTok, you'd be doing the same thing too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and every platform is starting, you know, to inch into it. Like, of course, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. So that that's one of those things. If you don't like social media, do not try to start a podcast. <laughs> Period. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not to discourage you. Um, you don't have to love social media to make it work for you. Like we 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 go through some things. Like I'm sure you've talked about there are times when you have taken social media breaks. So mm-hmm. how do you plan for that? How do you make sure that your show still gets listens? Like do you schedule posts? Um, how do you balance that? You know, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to flex. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, You know, my youngest is three now. Like, he's the same age as my podcast. Uh, so funny people like how old is your podcast well how old is my son they the same age um, so, <laughs> so it's been it's just it's it's just doing my best sometimes honestly like I um and I'm I I try not to be apologetic for taking breaks and um resting um so like right now I I haven't had a new podcast episode in like the past three weeks um but it will be coming back next week um but it's because I just didn't have it like I just didn't have the mental energy I didn't have the strength I didn't want to push myself and force it and um my podcast hardly ever takes breaks so it's usually like pretty consecutive throughout the year even during the holidays you're gonna catch some new episodes like I I don't yeah I have not not mastered the art of rewinds so I need to get into Uh into that girl there was no rewind but because i feel you i too just didn't have it the last two weeks so we definitely did that rewind episode (laughs) (laughs) hello every single time you do a rewind this is why i i so rewind episodes you guys are replays they're repeats Mm -hmm. you i'm sure you've heard them on side house the pro i think of it like you know when your favorite shows have your their the repeats um during like uh the hiatus so the thing about it is Every single time I do a rewind, someone has heard it for the first time. They're like, oh my gosh, like I've never. So you are, oh, you always have to remember that not everyone sees every single episode when it drops. So um, so don't just take a break. I I know it's hard, but try to just release that that rewind. (laughs) I know, just get those rewinds. (laughs) Whenever I do a rewind, I Uh never regret it. They always actually perform better than the first time. And I'm like, hell. 
It's like you just need to roll with episode. You don't, you don't mind? Okay. All right. All right. Love it. And so I, I mean, there's yeah. so much power in that. And 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 when I am true, like for this holiday season, that's what I plan to do. And sometimes it's like at the middle of the year, the top of the year, you think to yourself strategically, when am I going to take breaks? Well, obviously the yeah. holidays. So it's like, what episodes can I replay? So then it's looking back at your episodes and seeing like, okay, this one did really well. And it's two years old. This one did really well. And it's one year old. This one, like I, I didn't promote it as well and it's still doing well. So let's give yeah. it another like opportunity to shine. So mm-hmm. um, I am doing that like right now planning for the holidays because I'm like, girl, no more new episodes during the holidays. You tripping. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, but right. you know, it's, it does take finding that balance and I am like a chronic overworker and I just love like just running myself into the ground. And now I'm like, girl, stop it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm getting better at that. And um, I just want to like, Cause it's the consistency with podcasting that yes. gets your podcast to grow. Um, mm-hmm. And I do find myself sometimes like resting on my laurels a little bit, like, Oh, I hit some of my goals. So I just, let's breathe. But honestly, you can't really breathe for too long <laughs> because yes. weekly podcasts, if you don't keep like doing weekly content, then people drop off, like you said yep. before. And they're like, oh, well, she ain't doing a podcast. No yeah, more. She had a new episode in three months. Over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, but that's not to say if you need to rest or anyone needs to rest, just take a break. And when you right. come back, come back strong, come back with great content because you're rested and your audience will be there for you and they will be excited that you're back with some new news. So, like whatever works yep. best um just don't beat yourself up over it because um trust me your audience will forgive you it, it, you just need to forgive yourself yes. <laughs> for taking that yes. break just rest See, that that's all all things that i can agree with because um yeah i mean we're not saying that you can't take a break as podcasters there are ways that you can build in breaks whether it's rewinds or even just batch recording so you know you just have episodes in the can for several months and mm-hmm. you can take a break or my favorite too is just letting your audience know, hey, I need to take a break. Hey, this season is over. <laughs> we'll be back in September. <laughs> just over communicate. <laughs> Let yes. me know what's going on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Now, I want to talk about um, the monetary aspect of podcasting now. Not everyone makes money with podcasting and um, it's something that I really try to communicate to people because it is a long game. It's your consistency. You have to be consistent first. You have to make the quality content first. And then, you know, you will gain the trust of people who want to give you their dollars. So what's been your experience um, as far as uh, the revenue streams you've explored and how you've gone about monetizing? Yeah, um, it's just so funny because like my whole goal with the podcast is like I need my first like I need I yeah. need brand sponsorship I need brand dollars and I went the whole first year of my podcast with like no ads no sponsors um and I was paying for everything myself so I just really want people to um, be mindful of the fact that like it may take a year it may two, take two years of podcasting yeah. before you get that first brand deal that first sponsor um, and you have to be prepared to shell out the money in the meantime to continue paying to keep this podcast going because consistency mm-hmm. is key. You know, when you think about it, if I were a brand, I, re- I wouldn't do an ad on a podcast that's only two months old. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, what are your numbers? <laughs> <Right. Yep. laughs> like, how I know you're not just going to quit tomorrow and take my money and run. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if that right. happens, but like um, it does take and you have to prove your concept. You have to prove that there's an audience here that people are going to are coming back week over week to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if I would have just thought about it like that back then, I would have been probably more patient. But I was like, we spent a year. Oh, no, I don't know what's going to happen. But once I got my first brand deal, it's like the floodgates opened and Mm -hmm. I have been really good on the podcast. And mind you, I think every industry and sector is a little different. So being a cannabis podcast primarily, like, yeah, you could say I'm a parenting podcast or a wellness podcast, but I really like to classify it as cannabis because like in my intro, I'm smoking weed. Um, So it's a (laughs) cannabis podcast. um, But it was the industry in itself is still quite young. um, Mm -hmm. So they don't understand the value 100% of podcast advertising. Um, So that was a huge challenge for me was not only 
um, securing brands, but also like selling brands on why they should, you know, consider advertising on my podcast because they just didn't, you know, everything for a lot of cannabis brands is advertising on social media. So they were like, podcasts, what do you mean? And they're not, there's, they're cannabis podcasts, but there aren't a lot. Um, so you would think that it would be like, oh, I'm able to really use this to my benefit because there aren't that many, you know, cannabis podcasts out there. Um, but that only really makes it a little harder because they're like, well, we've never done this before. And, you know, um, but once I push past that, I would say in the last like year or so, mm-hmm. it's been just so great. Um, there are brands that I do work with a lot that will every now and then slide in and be like, hey, I want to sponsor an episode. Um, and so it's been the more recognition the podcast gets, the more people desire to advertise on the podcast, which it all just is like a cyclical effect. Of, and and the sponsorships are really what pays for the podcast. So the podcast pretty much runs based on like brand dollars and keeps the podcast alive. I really don't That's come beautiful. out of pocket that much anymore yeah. for it, which is great. <laughs> That's beautiful. And you've also done merch, right? Yeah, I was just about to say. And then on top of that, I got the great idea to do merch. <laughs> um, and the and the merch has been like the merchandise I launched in um, t- 2019, I believe. Like, so it's been like mm-hmm. two years. Um two years no not 29 anyways i can't do math but i think i've been do- <laughs> i've been doing the i've been doing the merch for like two, two and a half years let's say because i was uh-huh. initially and i brought this to you because i was like i should do merch like what do you think because i saw other podcasters having merch and i was like i can do it and i had these memes again back to the memes uh-huh. everything kind of connects so i had these memes that were really popular on the blunt boy mama instagram page yes. um and while i was pregnant i had so many ideas when i was pregnant with my son so I was pregnant. I was like, I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to take that meme, mom to smoke weed or not bad mom. So I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. And yeah. first I smoke weed, then I do things. I'm going to take that meme, put it on a t-shirt. And yeah. I was just like, this is going to be great. Because every time I, I, I have been posting those memes, and this is again, same thing with a social media hack, you guys, because um, a, a lot of brands do this as well. And just like your podcast, you would play, use a replay that, you know, when you're not really doing when you want to take a break with your Instagram, um, if you have high performing content like memes, um, guess what? You can recycle those every year. Um, so I've been recycling those two memes, making them look different each year, posting them like twice a year. Um, and every single time they would get thousands of likes, they would get hundreds of comments and <laughs> And then the sharing. Yes, I was like the sharing. Oh, my gosh. Hundreds of shares. And I was just like saves and everything. Um, And I knew I was like, they'll wear this on a T-shirt if I package it the right way. Um, So I did drop shipping um, and I did that for like uh, like a year. And, um, that was, that was good at first until it wasn't. And I realized I had to take it to the next level. So I started doing my merch myself, um, which in, ultimately okay. became another business endeavor. <laughs> um, yes, and, merch is a whole but, other... Oh, wait, why, why did drop shipping stop working? What happened with that is I was doing my drop shipping and everything went really well because, you know, you're able to kind of just like put your site up and forget it. Like you and people are able to buy and things like ships them. But I was starting to get customer complaints about, oh, this shirt has a stain on it or this one, like the, the screen print wouldn't look like as clean or as nice. And, um, and then there was just like shipping issues. And, um, I was like, oh no, quality and shipping issues. And like, I couldn't mm. control any of that because it's drop shipping. So I, yeah. you know, all that's out of my hands. And then on top of that, I was selling a lot of, of shirts like a lot of fucking shirts pardon my (laughs) (laughs) i was selling a lot and i was making no money because they were taking most of my money and i was Mm -hmm. like you know i do math in my head i was like if i sell if i don't sell 100 t-shirts and i only made like three thousand dollars yeah, that math ain't mathing. Like, right, that and make you any paid, sense. you know, x thousands for the shirts, so that margin yeah. is yeah. So it was just like that's not working. Um, so I decided I had to take control of that process. Um, I did get lucky to get like mentored. I was part of this collaborative, um, and they really helped me to find a printer. 
um, to mm-hmm. find like t-shirt brands that I like and to really refine. They actually helped me um, revamp my logo. So I got a new logo. Nice. And so um, like the logo goes on the back of all the t-shirts and I have fan favorites at this point that shirts that people just love and they're super popular. And um, I sell like a lot of them. Um, and yeah, BBM shop online is where you can get some of those shirts. And, uh, there it's, 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 it's like the fun part for me because I never thought I would be selling merchandise, let alone t-shirts. Um, but it's another creative outlet for me and it's another way to get the brand out there because like I said, on the back of every t-shirt is the blunt blowing mama logo. So you always gonna Uh know where the t-shirt came from and how to find me. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So you guys. You can make money in podcasts in case you were wondering and there are different ways to do it. Um, what I love about what you're doing, and this is actually the smart way to go about merch. I'm trying to figure this out right now. So you need phrases, you need sayings, you need memes, you know, like uh, what, what she's describing, you know, her, the the words, the catchy phrases. Um, people don't just want to buy a t-shirt with your logo on it. Ask me how I, I know, not. but... <laughs> <laughs> they do not want that and trust me i tried so, it and people even, were like girl i don't want Love, that mama is a, i don't want that <laughs> so you got to, which is why testing more memes testing more um you know quote graphics and all of that is really good on social so you can see the fan favorite so you already before did you that. invest money and time yes. into it <laughs> Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. So nothing wrong with having some logo tees. Those are better, like, if you have a live event or something like yes. that. But for, like, your, you know, non-in-person event, like, selling merch, gets you some key catchphrases that your audience loves. So Yeah, you, you know, want to make that, sure that you're um, resonating with them. So, like, for me, it's like, let's normalize this. And so all yeah. those messages kind of fall in line with the brand of, like, let's normalize this. Um, and I've really found that you got to get, you got to like, you got to really find their pain points, your audience. And then you got to figure out for me, I started the merch one because I wanted to make money for the podcast and money Mm -hmm. for myself, but also, (laughs) and, and because I kind of really wanted one of those shirts that I had in my head, I was like, yeah, I can make this. But also I, again, in the market, I was looking Mm -hmm. around at cannabis merchandise and apparel and none of it appealed to me and Um, as a girl who loves fashion who loves a good shirt and understands like what makes a shirt a good t-shirt um because i used to work in retail (laughs) back in college um i was just like these aren't cutting it these are hanes t-shirts that (laughs) are scratchy and hurt and like don't wash well Mm -hmm. and like i i didn't want that and and so i was like i can bring this experience like i can bring and i can sell the whole thing like this is a comfortable shirt but this is also a message you can stand by and people wear these shirts out and they're like i get compliments i got a free taco i got a free joint you know somebody honked their horn i was like yeah what's up (laughs) I wear my shirts I make friends so it's about it's so much more than just like selling a t-shirt it's selling a lifestyle it's selling inclusion in the community it's selling you know a message so you have to really people want that message and then you're selling yourself too um and I didn't know that until I got that mentorship and my mentor she told me she was like yeah but you know what people are buying these shirts because they're buying into you at the end of the day um and she was like you have to recognize that that like you are the brand and when you model the shirts people want that shirt because they want that lifestyle because they like you and they're buying into you and so it was really it's a it's a twofold thing of selling you know yourself and like making yourself that much more uh, approachable um, while also still giving them something that, you know, they can stand by this and be like, yeah, I, I bought this because like, this is my life. Um, so it, it's it's a lot of layers into it, but it's all like finding those emotions and, and really tapping into it. Right. And that's the science to it. We just went to podcast merch church, y'all. Like there, <laughs> that is the science right there. That's the science behind that. So if there's anyone you know who's struggling with that right now please share this episode with them this clip with them because that right there that's it so before we jump into a quick lightning round i want to know um you know what if you can think of like the biggest thing that you took away from the podcast moguls program and you know what you learned by by getting coaching from me what would you say that is 
how to utilize social media to promote your podcast. Um, is That's like the biggest takeaway. And that's something that sometimes I still go back and yeah. I look at like your old videos that you have that you talked about certain things because it's just like, it, it's necessary. There has to be guidance there. Um, you can't just like have a podcast and not know the right ways to talk about it. And even when I switched to using the banner style that I yeah. used to promote the podcast, it was because of you. Like I had asked a question in the Facebook group and you were like, oh, I'm doing this right now for mine. And I have the banner and it does really well. Cause I was like, my my posts aren't performing. What do you mean like the headline? The headline? Yeah, the headline. The headline. Yeah, the headline method for your feed post. And uh-huh. um, that changed the game for me. So like, um, it's definitely your, you, you just know how to promote podcasts on Instagram oh, and on social. You. Well, and- <laughs> you know, it's something that I enjoy and I like to share because the thing is that things change, you guys. So as things change, I'm sharing it with my podcast mogul students because what was working in 2016 when I launched my show is not what's working in 2022. Clearly, we all see what's going on. And, you know, Instagram is now a video first platform. And by the way, we talk about Instagram a lot because it is such an interactive social platform where, like, you know, TikTok is great because of the audience, the the speed and all of that that's going on. Um, but Instagram will still have relevance for, I, th- I think, a couple more years because of the fact that you have that direct message, that direct yeah. line to your listener. So it's something you have to leverage. And like, yeah. like I said, like as things shift, I'm going to tell you guys. Let's do a quick lightning round. It sounds like, you know, your son might be coming to join us. So <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> let's, let's get it in before he comes. I know mine is about to crash any moment in here too. So, all right. Are you ready? Oh, see, I knew it. I knew, I knew it. he was coming. I knew, I knew it. it. I had that mom instinct. I was like, we only got a few more seconds. So number one. All right. What's a resource? that has helped you with your podcast that you can share with the side hustle pro audience canva my absolute favorite 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 like i do everything with canva and like all these social media tricks i just shared with you guys canva is where i make the magic happen so and i have all my (laughs) templates my brand color palette like every my fonts like everything is just laid out i don't know what i do without canva number two um who is a black woman entrepreneur that you would switch places with for a day and why beyonce (laughs) (laughs) number three what is a non-negotiable part of your day well, and now I've recently started working out in the mornings. Um, I go for runs like every single morning. So it's yeah. non-negotiable. Um, even if I don't want to wake up, I usually wake up before my kids uh, wake up and go do my run. And if I don't do that, um, then I'm going to get it in somehow. Like I have to get that in because I've realized like I feel better. And when yeah. I feel good, I can do the things I need to do. So it's it's non-negotiable. I'm, I'm going yeah. for my run. That. Um, number four, what is a personal habit that you think has contributed to your success with your platform and your podcast? I'm, I'm an insane perfectionist. Um, I had, like I said, I did have to let some things go in the beginning to realize that like you just need to start. Um, mm-hmm. But I am a crazy perfectionist, very meticulous. Um, and once I figure out a template or something that I like, I, I stay with it. And I think that it's important when you're branding that you're always consistently like, you know, it's the people go to your page and they're going to be like, that's blunt, blunt mom. You don't even have to see the name or anything. Yeah. You're going to know like that from when you see that pink font, I mean, a pink brand color, you know, it's blunt, blunt mama. So I just being, um, very, you know, meticulous about the details because the devil's in the details. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And then finally, um, what is your parting advice for fellow Black women aspiring podcasters who have an idea but are scared to put it out there, scared to get started? Please do it. We need your voice. Like I was um, looking for podcasts over the weekend to listen to in and um, in, like the sex education kind of realms. Um, looking for like, you know, polyamory or like, you know, like spicy podcasts. Yeah. And they were all white people. And I was like, 
<laughs> I know black people out here who gonna do it who gonna start this podcast because I will yes, listen yes, you know yes. I love our voices I love the animation of our voices I love the tone and the texture the richness of yeah. a black woman's voice on a mic um, so I want to hear more of that and so if you have an idea please just put it out there you never know who it'll resonate with um, and you don't know what, what will happen until you try so just give yourself a chance bet on yourself a little bit um, stay up a couple late nights wake up early if you have to and just do it just do it it's not gonna be perfect you don't have to spend a lot of money you don't need to do anything don't overthink it just do it um, you know get some friends to give you some feedback before you put it out and then <laughs> And then just do it. (laughs) That's it. That's it right there. We need your voices. I love that. We need your voices. Where can people connect with you after this episode? Um, so you can definitely catch me on Instagram at blunt blowing mama. So it's B L U N T B L O W I N M A M A. Um, that's also where you can find me on Twitter, blunt blowing mama, Facebook. Um, you can also go to bluntblowingmama.com and you can find info for like shopping the apparel, um, to joining the membership, the Mama Stash membership program, or just checking out the podcast, which has new episodes every Thursday. Anywhere you like to stream podcasts it's called Blunt Blowing Mama. Um, leave your girls some reviews, subscribe to the podcast, follow me on all the places. Um, and if you have questions about um, pregnancy, breastfeeding or cannabis or anything like that, don't send me a DM, send me an email, bluntblowingmama at gmail.com. And I will get back to you a lot faster than my DMs because baby, they a mess. I got hundreds. That's what you're It's like, we're all like, wait, 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 what happened next? So yeah. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> all right, guys. So that was today's episode with Shanitria of the Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. Thank you so much for being in the guest chair. This was Thank awesome. You. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six bullet Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you'll receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.